This is Megadads Live for January 2016. This month's episode, The Best is Yet to Come. Because you don't respect me. Hey everybody, welcome to Megadads Live episode 21. You've got a loud mouth. I've got a loud mouth. Look how loud your mouth is. I apologize for my loud mouth. I'm John Wall. I'm Adam Leonard. And this is our end of the year extravaganza. Can we really call it that? We can. Do you have something elaborate planned? Not really. We may not deliver on that promise, but we can still call it. So by extravaganza, you mean it's just like it's just like a normal thing? It's just a normal typical okay. show. Okay. Um, so we're going to be doing our game of the year picks. We're now, gonna... by game of the year, yes. we need to you know, preface that with the fact that I've played maybe five games this year. <laughs> You're not supposed to admit that. Oh, okay. Well, they're going to be wondering why my game of the year is like... Um, Solitaire? <laughs> I think yeah. most people Free that listen to this show know by now that... That you know, I suck? This is These are individual picks uh, for our favorite it's games of the year. And it's not like IGN who has played every game released mm-hmm. this year. Um, I've played a large chunk of games this year. Um, My runner-up is Thumb War. Thumb War. Yep. One, two, three, four. I declare a thumb war. Five, six, seven, eight. Try to keep your thumb straight. Man, that was a good game. That was it. I'm telling you. That's <laughs> the reason that it's number two. So, yeah. This is going to be... Ooh, open that Coca-Cola classic. Opening it. Um, Drinking it. It's going to be a big one. Gonna be a, it's gonna be a good show, so strap yourself in. Before we get started, yeah, I need to confront you. <laughs> this is an intervention. <laughs> no, I, well, yes, actually, it is. Oh, I have not been saying like that much during the podcast. No, you've been doing something worse. So, oh, jeez. This is honestly, it's been like on my mind for quite a while now. Sounds very serious. So. To to get, use the, the to get, the, to get the listeners up to speed, you're kind of like our Twitter guy, and I'm kind of like our Facebook guy, unofficially. I do the most posting on Facebook. You do. It's it's kind of turned that way. You do all the posting on Twitter. I never ever ever post on Twitter. Correct. So, but I still look at it. Right. And what I've noticed is, you use emojis and winky faces, <laughs> and it makes me want to puke. <laughs> When I, when I read one of your posts and it's got a winky face, I don't. Do I use winky you do face? you do? I know I you use do. smiley face. No 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 no. You use winky face, and I want to fucking punch you mouth, <laughs> punch you mouth. <laughs> That's how upset it gets me because I can't even speak right. You use winky face. I, you, I, which would be fine. Right. Pe- people wink. You are not a winker. I'm not a winker. No. <laughs> You are not a winker. I don't think I've used winky face. You use winky face. Very often. Enough. Where it's... Enough that you've noticed. Once is enough. <laughs> I want I want the people to go back through Twitter and find evidence of me winking. We need a winky count. And, and get some evidence of this and send it to us. Because I don't, I don't think it's... I think maybe once or twice I've winked. It's, it's, you know, it might have been once there, or twice. There could have been something in my eye. You're, <laughs> it looked like I was winking. Your one winky turned my stomach enough. Don't refer where to I it as my to... one winky. <laughs> that sounds dirty. 
Because you are not a winky person. I'm not a winky person. Not even kind of. I don't of. wink to anybody. I don't think I've ever seen you wink in your entire life. So when I saw that winky on the computer, I was like, unauthentic. I was, I was he like, he doesn't mean that. He, he doesn't. He doesn't even know how to do that. Well, I know how to do it. I can't. I can't. I physically can't wink. Let's see. <laughs> it, it looks like Popeye. <laughs> it looks. It looks like I am either having a stroke or I'm squeezing out a turd. Uh, watch this. Watch this. See, stop it. <laughs> stop that. That's a good wink, though. Maybe I should wink more How often. How do you know it was a good wink? You couldn't see I it. I could tell. You can feel the way your face is contracting, whether or not it was a quality wink. It was a pretty good wink, but I'm... that's besides the point. When, since when did you start doing that? Apparently since we started out on Twitter. I, I just don't even feel like I know you anymore. <laughs> I'll try to I'll try to monitor my Rain and the Winkies. <laughs> okay. Because it's not you, and don't misrepresent yourself. About, the people are going to love you for who you are anyway. What about the uh, the eyes with the uh, capital P? Stick my tongue out. Uh. Wait, sit. You Let's, know when you got the two, the, right. and then they got a capital P, so it's like mm-hmm. it's like you're sticking your tongue out. Yeah. Is that more me? No, so, I would be less offended by it. But would you? You, just, did, you got drool on your face <laughs> no, from I doing just, that. I just did it. You didn't have to act it out. <laughs> We're doing a podcast. <laughs> I just I just thought that was worth bringing up because well I apologize to you I apologize to the listeners and I apologize to myself just, for not being true I just yeah I just don't think you need you don't need to misrepresent yourself because maybe I was speaking to you know was I talking to like Will Wheaton or something I was trying to uh, he was trying to um, flirt with him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, what's new? What is new? <laughs> Been playing some video games. Yeah, me too. We're on uh, holiday break right now. Holiday. Holiday as the, break. As the English people call it. They do. I'm on holiday. Yep. Have you been playing much game? Um, I wouldn't say much. I've been, I've been playing game. Yeah? What yeah. game have you been playing? Well, should we back up to the last podcast? Sure. Because in, in the span of that month... Biggity back I've, that thing up. I've crammed a lot in. Into your... Into your free time? Yep. What have you been doing? Let's do it. Okay. okay. So, so fill me in. From last that we spoke, I mm-hmm. finished Life is Strange. Oh, yes. Yes. I was, I think, two episodes deep when we spoke about it last time. Uh-huh. So I'm done with it. Yep. And I cried like a little girl. <laughs> I really did. Like a little little like, baby. Like I just my wife was was uh was was making fun of me a little bit. Just just a little bit? Only a little bit because I think she was on the verge, you know yeah. what I mean? She was that, close. That ending was powerful. They yeah. They that did was, it right. They really did and and it's much like The Walking Dead and like Heavy Rain. It's one of those games where despite the multiple branching paths, you don't want to go back and do something different. No. I mean, the, without spoiling anything, the two options you have to end this game could not be any more different. The right. final choice you make puts you it's on not, two completely yeah. different paths. Right. And I didn't even want to look up the YouTube video to see the other version. No, I don't I don't want to know either. Right. Because it's like... That's, no, that's not my that's, choice. And the choice is that powerful... That it matters. Right. It's not like, and do it's... you want ham or do you want peanut butter <laughs> sandwich? You know, this is like, right. 
the biggest choice you yeah, have. Yeah, it is game. not an easy decision, too. It's not like, you know, save the world or destroy the world. I think I sat staring at that screen for at least a solid two minutes, just staring at those two choices. Right. And like, thank God it wasn't one of those games where there was like a timer where it's oh, like, you've yeah. got 10 seconds to decide. For real, because I, I knew what I should do mm-hmm. in my mind. Right. It's like what it's like what your heart wants to do and what your brain says you should do. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't want to see the other ending. No. Very, very good game. We'll be talking about it again later. Yeah, I'm sure. Life is Strange, put aside. Okay, after that, I got my hands on the Final Fantasy 15 episode, oh, whatever right. the heck it's called. Duskai? Right. Duskaya? I think it's like Duskai. something. I... I loved Final Fantasy up to a point in my life. I, I was a huge Final Fantasy ten, fan all the be? way up until <laughs> ten. Yep. Mm-hmm. After ten, I just I just fell out of favor with the series. Except for that twelve was like super super good. No, 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 it wasn't. <laughs> Other than the girl with the rabbit ears. Yeah, she was pretty cool. Because you could see her buns. Her buns. She like, had firm buns. Are you talking about her butt cheeks or yep. like? No. Oh yeah, her butt cheeks. Oh. What else would I be talking about? I thought maybe she had like Cinnabons or something <laughs> with her. <laughs> I don't know. Would have been a better game. Thirteen was garbage. Yeah, I tried thirteen. I, I know wanted that game's to like got 13. its defenders, but it's I tried garbage. it too, and it was like, no, nope. It's just straight up dog turd. So I had kind of mixed feelings going into this because the trailers all look really good, and I want to love Final Fantasy. It's easy again. to make a trailer look really cool. Exactly. Um, it's. It's really good. Yeah? It is really good. I mean, it's very different than classic Final Fantasy that I love, but it's got enough um, nods, I guess, to the heritage of the series that it, it makes it like a natural evolution. So you, you just have to accept this as an open-world game, like a Grand Theft Auto or a Skyrim probably would be a more accurate depiction. Right. But you still got like your chocobo farms and you've still got uh, your victory music when you go to camp and you level up. Yep. That was really good. The the creature that you're chasing down for the demo, its name escapes me. Big creature. It's not Behemoth. It's... um, Bahamut? No, it's not Bahamut. It's... Ah, it's it's. I can't think of what it is. Maybe it is Behemoth. It's one of the classic Final sure Fantasy it's very characters. To the story. It's one of those. Well, that's just it. It's like you're used to seeing this this big monster in like sprite form. Uh huh. And you're you're hunting this thing down. It wasn't a, Ghost Train, was it? It's not Ghost Train. <laughs> okay, but that'd be cool if Ghost <laughs> Train was in there. But once you find this thing, it is so massive and powerful and oh crap this thing is huge um so they do a good job of like updating all the classic stuff that you know right now i haven't been uh following final fantasy in quite a while none of the original creators are involved right like sakaguchi or nobuo uimatsu none of them are involved no sakaguchi left after the movie bombed okay and he went on to do mistwalker Uematsu, oh, right, yeah. I think, was the same thing. I don't think he's... They've both been gone since they've then. They've both been gone since so then. So is this the Kingdom Hearts team? Is that who this is? Um, it was originally until they switched directors, so I don't know how much of the team like transitioned with 
uh, with him. Huh. So it originally was Tetsuo Nomura, um, you know, like the character designer from mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, he's not directing it anymore because he's working on Kingdom Hearts 3, which is a game that's not going to ever come out. <laughs> so it's a good thing he left because now this game is going to come out, and it's really cool. It plays a lot like Kingdom Hearts as, as far as combat, combat goes. You control one character. You've got a party of four. You can link up with the other people to do um, like combo attacks, and kind of like Chrono Trigger. Remember when you had like the X attacks? The yeah. cross attacks. Yep. So as you're battling and all these guys are fighting around you, you you can get close enough to them where they'll like trigger a combo, and then it's like kind of like a active quick. What do they call that? Active, quick time. Quick time right. event. Um, and then you do like some dual combo where you're you're fighting with the guy. The coolest thing about it is Noctis's teleportation powers. It is, makes, main, is that the main character? That's the main dude. What's the, his name? The Prince Noctis. Noctis. And he, he, I don't know if it's like his his weapon is what enables him to teleport, but um, as you're approaching combat, you've got nothing in your hands. You start hitting the combat button, and he warps a sword into his hand. You do one strike. The sword disappears. He reaches up. A spear warps into his hand you do another strike so as you're fighting it's just totally fluid and weapons are popping in and out of his hands sounds kind of rad it's totally rad and you can use the teleportation to actually warp across the battlefield so if you see like a high ridge or a watchtower you throw your sword towards that high point and you will warp up to it Really? Yeah, it's really cool. And you can charge enemies that way where you'll throw your sword at them and then you'll warp like 10 feet across and then you'll manifest right in front of them. It's very cool. So the combat is obviously completely different than what you expect from Final Fantasy. Right. But it's so cool and so fun to watch. That sounds cool. And I haven't even gotten to the point where you're using like magic spells and summons and things like that because that's all in there too. Are there long, elaborate FMV sequences? There was no FMV sequences in the no. demo. I suppose it probably uses real-time graphics now. Not I don't too, know. Not too many games use cinemas anymore. Right. Like, the trailers like, have a lot of cinematic stuff for this, so I think they're going to be in there, but for the demo purpose, one thing that seriously detracts from this game, mm-hmm. big time, is the infusion of hipsters. <laughs> You will multiple times within the open world come across like a, like a gas station or like the Chocobo Farm, mm-hmm. and there's dudes in skinny jeans and <laughs> scarves, and these aren't winter scarves, you know. These are like uh, accent yeah. wraps, uh-huh. and they're dudes. So hipsters have gotten into my Final uh, Fantasy, which I'm not okay with. Right. But everything else has me thinking this is going to be all an awesome have big, game. Bushy beards. Some of them have beards and fedoras. I did not see any fedoras. Oh, good. But I'm sure that's just like in another town. Oh, hipster Final Fantasy. That's yeah. that's tough to take. They're all like at the coffee shop. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> Instead what of sounds... potions, you have lattes. <laughs> <laughs> this is my low-fat plus two skinny <laughs> latte that I ordered. I don't know if that's it's real. Like, that's like the new ether. Yeah. So... I played those two, and that then sounds my, encouraging. It, it's I have high hopes. Like I'm very excited for Final Fantasy, and that hasn't happened in a long time. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to talk about, but 
we have a big show, so I'm going to just cut that I off. I heard right that there. they're releasing nine on PC. Mm-hmm. That's like the one that I never got around to playing. You never played nine? I never played nine. Hmm. Nine was really good. Nine was really good because it was. It was a throwback to Super Nintendo. It was like right. the one. It was the one PlayStation installment that was knights and castles right. and wooden airships. Not like the futuristic look. Right. There was really not a lot of techno anything in it. So that was really cool. That'd be that'd be pretty cool to and to nine go back to. nine was um, Sakaguchi's last full game that he developed like himself. I know he had like some producer credits to 10 Mm -hmm. but he wasn't even fully involved with 10 so nine was like his his last big it was his way to say goodbye to the fans with like a really classic final fantasy Mm. plus one of the main characters is like a traditional black mage right and that was that was really cool yeah i love they i love love if they released that on uh on ps4 i'd probably be more likely to give it a shot i uh, i would probably i would i would think that would probably happen i mean they just did seven which is the pc port right so hopefully they'll do eight and nine as well. Hopefully they continue that trend. And they already did ten, right? They did a remaster. Ten, of 10. 10 they did on disc. Yeah, it was like yeah. the ten and ten two. I think came back together. Hmm. It's like an HD remaster. Groovy. And then my other game is one that you're going to talk about. So we'll talk about that together. So I'm going to push it over to you. Are you talking about Metal Gear Solid? Talking about Metal Gear Solid Five. Five. <laughs> <laughs> um. So knowing knowing us, I'm probably farther into it than you are. Oh, I all but um, guarantee it. I really, really like this game. Wow, I'm surprised to hear you say that. Really, I am because you're not a big I'm, Metal Gear fan. I'm a little surprised to be saying it too, but I'm I've been really addicted. I've been staying up till like midnight uh, while I've been off of work playing this game. So then I, I guarantee you're further than I am. <laughs> It's kind of the Metal Gear that, kind in a way that I've always wanted. Um, mm. Not not counting the first game. First I, one will always be untouched. Yes, yeah, and it's that's its place, own yeah. at its, on its own level. But since then, Metal Gear games have always felt like games with great promise and really cool uh sequences that just get weighed down with the bs yeah with the story with the hour-long cutscenes, and it just got for me it just got in the way of the fun mm-hmm. metal gear 5 is like the reverse of that where yeah there's just enough story to hold it all together but the main focus of this game is the gameplay. Is the gameplay. Yep. It's you going on missions and building an army. And I was and building your base. I was playing it last night and my wife's like, how do you feel about it? And us being kind of like on reverse sides of what we You're like about torn? Metal Gear. I, I am a little torn. Yeah. Um, I'm probably like four hours in. What are you? About eight or nine. Okay. What what I like about it is everything you're saying with like the gameplay. I love mm-hmm. that it's quick in, quick out. Yep. The mission structure and how you can tackle missions however you want. If you want to go from the base, do one mission, pop out, you're fine. If you want to stay in Afghanistan and do a couple more missions, do it. Yep. I love that because as a guy who doesn't always have hours and hours, that's right. perfect for me. What I am not as in love with is is the story right um 
it really want it really it really expects you to know Metal Gear lore, specifically yeah. like the PSP titles, right? Which I've never played, so they reference characters and events and games that I've never played. Um, so that's kind of I don't know. It's it doesn't break it for me, but it's it's definitely a detractor. Uh, so it's hard for me to follow what's going on, and they right. don't give you a lot of. Um, they don't give you a lot of like. They don't catch you up on what you've missed. Right. If you and there's not played. a lot of non-interactive moments where you're just listening to what's going on, unless you want to listen to the audio tapes. Right. And that's not me. Yeah. No. Um. But the gameplay is as good as it has ever been. Yeah. It's I mean, so much fun. I think. I think that story stuff would bother me more if it was like the old Metal Gear games where. You have to sit through, you know, 20 minutes of cinematics and Mm -hmm. be lost. Yeah. But the story stuff is so um, sparse. Yeah, it's almost like it's just an excuse for you to to play. Right. And for me, that works because, you know, I I just, I haven't been into the story since the first game. So I, you know, I'm not that concerned with not knowing. It's just, it's just enough there to kind of explain what you're doing and hold it all together but um, the gameplay is so sharp and so much fun can i just say how cool sandstorms are sandstorms are pretty awesome i got in some (laughs) serious garbage last night where i had i had reconned this whole base Mm -hmm. i was supposed to go in and destroy these satellite dishes i'm sure you did this mission there's like three satellite dishes yeah you gotta you gotta mark all the bad guys and then mark where the dishes are and then I'm I'm creeping in and I get on the ridge right behind the base and I pushed the wrong button and stood up and everybody's like, hey, look at that guy. So the entire base just starts unloading. Uh-huh. Throwing grenades. And I'm I'm perched behind this this satellite station with my back to the wall knowing there's no way I'm getting out of this. Right. I said, well I got one I got one hope. I'm going to call in the helicopter for some air support. Mm-hmm. So I call the helicopter for air support. And right before it gets there, a sandstorm kicks in. <laughs> so I'm running through this base. I've got all my guys marked so I can see them even though they can't see me. Right. So I'm running through with my machine gun and just mowing them down on foot, like sprinting through this base as my helicopter is swooping overhead, taking them out around me. That's cool. It was the coolest action sequence I've played in a long time, and it's just like totally spontaneous. Right. I love the gameplay. Anything of this game. can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a similarly awesome uh, mission I did last night where I'm going in to rescue a prisoner, mm-hmm. um, and he's held it in this one location. And I get there, and I'm taking my time, and I'm scouting stuff out, and all of a sudden. They load the prisoner up in a jeep and they take off. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, crap, now what do I do? So I get the information that they've moved him to a prison. An actual prison? An actual prison. Oh. Now, now, the great thing is that's set up that if I was fast enough and played that right, I could probably have ended that mission halfway through by pre- you know, if I prevented them from leaving. Intercepting the, the export. Right, right. But the way I did it, now they've moved him to this heavily guarded prison. So I take off after that, and I kicked so much ass at this prison. <laughs> when I got there, it was it was like midnight. It was pitch dark. I snuck in, 
and one by one took out every single person in that prison without an alarm ever going off. Oh, that's the best. So at the end, I just grabbed them, put them in a Jeep, and drove out the front door because I had wiped out every sucker <laughs> one at a time and nobody ever knew what hit them. Wow. I was like, that was so that's, rad. That's, that's pure Metal Gear right yeah. there. That's how it's supposed to be played. And it was so different because normally the missions I've done is, you know, I'm super sneaky, super sneaky, and then halfway through it all goes to crap. Yeah. And I just have to gun my way out. Yep. But I was so jazzed at the way that went down yesterday that I was like, oh, this is... I wish I would have got this game a little sooner because I think the longer I play it, the more it would shoot up in my rankings. I Yeah, I wonder about that too. I think it would be close. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just too early to tell. I've heard that this, this game can be like 70, 80 hours, you know. If... Depending on how you do it. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Good game. Super good. Super Very good. happy. Um... I also been playing a little bit of Yoshi's Woolly World. There's there's even more murder in that one. It's Yoshi, so graphic. Yoshi in a jeep, like just running <laughs> over shy just guys, licking suckers <laughs> left and right. Um, I won't spend a lot of time on Yoshi's Woolly World, but I'll just say it's you know it's exactly what you would want it to be, and it feels very familiar if you've played any of the Yoshi's Island games. Um, it, a little little big planet aesthetic slapped yeah, on the top of it. The yeah, the graphics and the way that they use the crafty uh, aesthetic, like you said, is just perfect and it's charming as heck. You know what I like about when Nintendo does stuff like that is it's not just for the graphics. Like they're always creative in how okay, so he's made of yarn. Mm-hmm. How is that going to affect the gameplay? Like what can you do right. to change how it plays because of that visual? And it does in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, from pulling on threads to just all sorts of yeah. unique creative ways that you that you wouldn't think of. It's it super... would be it would be so easy for Nintendo to just say that's just what it looks like, right? But they don't. They don't rest on that. They they make it affects. Uh, the gameplay yeah they step it up because so, of that yeah if you are a fan at all of the older Yoshi games and if you have a Wii U and you like platformers definitely check it out um, we've been I've been playing co-op with my wife uh, I've heard that the fun. co-op in that one is not as good as like a Mario um, we've been having a lot of fun with it I heard um, it's like more limiting in how far you can get away from like the quote unquote lead character before they bubble you that yes if you that does happen um in some instances there are a few levels where you can tell that you know it's just that wasn't designed for two people right you know where you're on i think there was one where you're on a raft and you're going down a waterfall or something and one person gets left behind for a second mm-hmm. they're just bubbled for the whole level because right. they they just can't catch up yeah um but mostly it's been very fun pretty, pretty as solid. a co-op game yeah yeah cool so yeah that's what i've been playing that's neat what do you think now? Do we want to... Uh, so, typically, up mm-hmm. next, we would do the headline news. Mm-hmm. Um, considering it's December, the end of December, or January, um, there's not a lot going on in the news. So we're going to go over the top five, what we think are the top five news stories of 2015. Okay. Should we do that? Okay. All right. Headlines! Okay. <laughs> I like uh, saying it like that. You do. Yep. So, are we going to be able to get through this whole episode without me having to fix it afterwards? What do you mean? Because last month, 
our microphones were poopy. Should we take it? Should we stop and check? Do no, I'm check? just asking you. Do we need to stop and check? No. Oh, uh, no, we're not. We don't need to check for poopy. We don't mm-hmm. need to stop and check for poopy. None of this has recorded. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would suck. Oh, I was going to ask you a question. Yes. Like a legit, a legitimate question. Sure. Hit me. We watched your your daughter the other day, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because you don't love her, and you wanted to get, you wanted to pawn her off. Exactly. At what point in a child's life do you phase out of baby talk with them? Um, because my son is a year and a half. Right. We all use baby talk. It's just instinctive. Mm-hmm. Sam is what four. four. No baby talk with Sam. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe. I was thinking about this. It's such an unconscious thing. I'm trying to think of right. if I use it at all with her. So I was thinking about when we used to baby talk with Chloe. And yeah. obviously you don't anymore. Because right. she'll smart mouth you <laughs> into next Tuesday. Um, then I was thinking, well, do we with Sam? No, we don't with Sam. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, so there's some point in a child's life where they're just not cute enough for baby talk anymore. Where you're like, you know what? You, 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 I, don't, I don't love you quite as much as I used to. So I'm going right. to talk to you like an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, I would say it's probably around the time they stop crapping themselves. Uh, except my daughter still craps herself <laughs> and she's four. Does that mean I have to baby talk you through this whole podcast? <laughs> um, it's probably somewhere around two or three. But isn't it kind of weird how that's just like, un- like you said, it's just unconscious. You right. just stop doing it and you don't even realize it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's I- weird. I haven't given that. Maybe that's a thought. question for the listeners. Maybe. Because most likely you guys are parents, so let us know. Yes. Email us you at still what baby? point you stop babies. It's gonna be like, my son's eighteen. It's like, <laughs> are you going up to college? <laughs> that's a, I, I'm, this is how you use a condom. <laughs> oh my god. I love I seriously. Maybe that's not know. the right opportunity to, like, to use that. <laughs> Pinch the top now. That'd be great if it was his girlfriend talking to him like that. <laughs> but I seriously oh. want to know. I want to know how much time I have left for baby talk with my son. Yeah, it's running out. When he's just got to suck it up and be a man. All right, top five headline top five. stories of Go. 2015. According to us. According to you. According to me. Because we didn't even discuss this. We did. I asked you for well, input. Right. You were like, you're like, hey, Adam, what, what do you think some of the good news stories are? And I like emailed you a bunch of stuff, and I see like one thing that was on my list. That's because your ideas were stupid. See? And I don't take stupid answers. All right. What's number five? Use the number five story. <laughs> Virtual reality. Yes. VR. Mm-hmm. Kicking into high gear. We're almost there, it's baby. It's no longer just uh, a theoretical or a project that is in the works for an undeterminate release. Nope. This stuff's happening. It started already. In 2015, we got to try out the sand. We didn't. We didn't try this out. I'm reading oh. your notes and your oh. line. <laughs> I mean, we the people. We the people. This great nation <laughs> got to try the Samsung Gear VR. Yep. Google Cardboard. Correct. Project Morpheus became PlayStation VR. Got an official title. And speaking of uh, PlayStation VR. Yes. After we recorded the show last month, mm-hmm. the day after was PlayStation Experience, and they had a butt ton of PS VR. They did. A literal butt ton. A literal butt ton. How do you feel about that? Um, well, I recently got my daughter a Viewmaster for Christmas. 
mm-hmm. which uses the Google Cardboard apps. Um, I was very lukewarm on VR um, leading up to this. I think most people are that don't try it. Right. Um, and the Google Cardboard, granted, is not like full VR. It's kind of VR light. Mm-hmm. But even what I've messed around with that has got me very excited. Yeah. Um, like sexually? Like aroused. Yeah. Like teen- You're sporting a halfie right now <laughs> just talking about it. Here's my thing with PlayStation VR. Um, I just don't know that they're going to get the price right to where I am willing to invest in it. I almost feel like it's going to be so expensive because I mean they're they're not talking price. No, like why aren't you talking price? Because they're scared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the thing is coming out. What they say first is it first quarter of 2016 or I'm not sure. it's the first I'm half sure. of the year for sure. So at most it's it's less than six months away. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean they've already Sweet. they've already shown that there's a, a separate uh, processing unit. That's like the size of a Wii that plugs into your PS4. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a little mini console. And then you've got the headset. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to need, I think, what the what are those things called? The move? The move things, which are going to be boxed in because nobody owns a move. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What is your what is your max price to make this thing even considerable for you? Well, I don't know. I, I kind of look at it as like a... Like, my situation's different. You know, I don't buy a lot of new games. Right. Um, okay, say you leave your wife and child. Okay, that's that's very possible. <laughs> <laughs> and you got nothing but money now. <laughs> um, I don't know. Honestly, a big contributing factor to if I decide to save up for something like this mm-hmm. is going to be what Nintendo does at E3. That may sound weird, but if Nintendo's like, hey, we're coming out with NX this holiday yeah then that's probably going to say no to psvr that's true i would love to have a playstation vr because unlike you i'm like Woo! holy crap this is the future you're, you're ready you're ready i'm to roll. ready i think this is going to be awesome um so i wish i could say that there's like a number right but there's really not for me because it you know there's this thing called life <laughs> which is a huge <laughs> variable um i don't know I, I imagine it's probably going to be like $300. I, I was thinking if it if it's anywhere over three, mm-hmm. that kind of kills it for me. And I don't know that they... I mean, who knows? I don't know what the, the investment costs are. Right. They're going to have to sell this thing at a loss for a long time. In which yeah. case, they're going to have to see this as something that has legs. Right. So I don't know if they... Well, I don't know and what they're, they do. they're in a strong position to make that argument now because the you know the playstation 4 is obviously such a smash hit that right. that's going to be around for a long time yeah um so i think out of all the companies that could pull this off other than like an oculus because p- the pc market is a different animal altogether right. it's going to be sony because they have such a huge chunk of the market right so um yeah i, I am it's, more it's excited not be less than two there's no, no way. I, so it's got to be like it's I think gotta the, be somewhere three. I think two fifty three is yeah. likely. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Any more than that, I think is going to be trouble. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll know real soon because both Oculus and PlayStation VR are coming out within months. Yeah. Um, There's a really good podcast. Not to promote other podcasts or other shows. Why would you do that? 
because I listen to other shows and they're oh. usually better than ours. Um, <laughs> Game Informer show had an interview with Jason Rubin. Okay. Not, who, who Naughty Dog. Founded Naughty okay. Dog. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But now he works for Oculus. Okay. So he was like just talking about the technology and what he sees as like this being the, the baby steps, like the first building blocks towards making this a viable platform. And he's very candid. He's like, you know what? The games that work going to be coming out with in the first year or two they're going to be very like they're, basic they're going to be the Wii Sports right he said and to get to a point where we're making like fully fledged like very memorable games it's going to be like four years down the line so to be an early adopter of this right you've got to realize that these early games are tests they may be very fun and very cool to look at but they are tests to see how far you can push this technology and i think if sony is really smart they'll also include several games in the package bundled sure. games you know in a in a wii sports right way, where, i can see there being like lots of free download right like five minute experiences right because you can't you can't sell this for 300 bucks and then expect people to shell out 60 bucks on a bunch of games either you gotta right. you gotta include a bunch of stuff for them to to be sold on that technology first and it makes you wonder if they would do full retail, you know, $60 price points, because that's another one of the things that they talk about is these games are not going to be, right. you know, 20, 30 hour games. These right. are going to be short 45 minute experiences. Yeah. I think so most likely these, you would be looking at PlayStation store type right. downloads. Yep. Are these just download $10, 15 bucks? Things? bucks. Yep. Yeah. But VR is hitting in a big way. Sure is. Uh, story number four of 2015 was Xbox One writing the ship. <laughs> that was powerful. Ooh, that one popped. <laughs> um, after what would, I, I would say most people consider anywhere from Did lack... you say moist people? Not moist people. Oh. Most, most people. Most. Would consider the Xbox One launch uh, anywhere from lackluster too truly disappointing are you talking about like quality or just how they performed a little of both okay a little bit of both um but this year uh they really got a lot of stuff right finally they did um the system launched at 500 dollars when it first came out now you can get it for 350 mm-hmm. um a significant drop in price they've released they still have those do they still have that program where it's like free hugs from phil i think so okay i think so you gotta mail something in and yep give me your address but um yeah they also added new things like the new uh ui that came out this fall which really made things run the ue made things run smoother backwards compatibility it's a big one which is huge i've been loving it i've been using it it's awesome viva pinata like nobody's business nobody's bizwax 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 i just made that word up um sounds like a kitchen cleaner Try new Bizwax. I can't get these grease stains out. What am I going to do? Bizwax. <laughs> um, you can stream gameplay now to your PC or tablet. Cool new features. I heard that PlayStation is going to do something like that too? Uh, is this like a very, like, I, like is this a widely used feature? I have don't. You, have you done it? I've tried it. Just when it first came out, because I wanted to see if it worked. See if it worked, and yeah. it worked. Um, I've seen people on Twitter and in Facebook, you know, 
Oh, the wife's watching Real Housewives. I'm going to stream Halo onto my tablet. Yeah, I guess. So people are doing it, apparently. Sure. Um, do what else surprised me that there seems to be such a high demand for is that $150 Xbox controller. That has been really? a huge success. The Elite? The Elite. Like, wow. stores have been sold out pretty much regularly since it came out. Really? Yeah. Why? I I guess, I don't know. I mean, I hear it's a great, great controller. Sure. But I wouldn't spend $150 no, I on wouldn't any either. controller. And I wouldn't have guessed it would have been a high-demand item, but apparently it's been a huge, huge hit for them. Hmm. Um, so, that, hmm. that's funny. Um, and then, you know, they had great games this year. They had some good exclusives. They had good stuff. Halo 5... Rise of the Tomb Raider, Rare Replay, um, Ori in the Blind Forest. They had solid games. Uh, let's, let's talk about Rise of the Tomb Raider for a second. Okay. By all accounts, one of the best games of the year. Correct. Completely got its ass handed to it. Yes. What? How do you? How do you explain that? Fallout Four. It can't just be Fallout, right? I think. I think that's a huge chunk of it. Um, I've been hearing a but lot like of... Every critic says this is... A, I heard a lot of critics say this is way better than Fallout 4. I think many people have said that. Yeah. Um, I think Fallout 4 is one of the... Fallout is kind of one of those next level like Grand Theft Auto. Like, it's just like an auto buy for so many people. Right. <laughs> it's just on a different level. Um I've been hearing a lot of things uh, recently about sales of Tomb Raider really picking up the last few weeks of the year. Yeah. I think all the people now that passed on it for Fallout are now getting around to buying it. I think I saw in like Europe last week or last month for December or whatever, it was the number one uh, selling Xbox one game on the Xbox mm-hmm. store or whatever. Sure. So I think people are finally getting around to buying it now. I, I literally think it was Fallout 4 just, you know, it, they came out on the same day. And that's... That's just a stupid move. It was a dumb move. I mean, and granted, they had that date locked in well before Fallout because Fallout was kind of a stealth launch. You know, surprise, we're making Fallout 4 and it's coming out this year. Boom. Did Tomb Raider ever get delayed? No. It was never delayed. I'm going to say this. If Microsoft had not more or less funded this game, backed this game, produced this game, mm-hmm. take just take out exclusivity for consoles. Right. If Microsoft had not put so much into this game, this series would be canceled. There would not be another Tomb Raider for a long time because of how Square reacted after the last one. Remember right. how they... They threw Tomb Raider under the bus because it didn't explode in the sales. It did fine. It did good. But I remember the Jap- the Japanese headquarters or whatever. They just threw they said this it, game. they said it was a failure. They they pointed to Tomb Raider as why they underperformed that year. Right. So if Microsoft didn't have their back, we would not see another Tomb Raider. Right. For I, a long time. Yeah. I think I think that's probably definitely true. They've said in interviews it's that probably definitely probably definitely true yeah. that they've said you know Microsoft told them you know we you know we will have your back a hundred percent on this game. So I I bet in that same vein I bet the next one's probably going to be the same kind of deal where Microsoft will. I don't know. We'll see. I'll be. I, I wouldn't be surprised. 
I, I guess I wouldn't be surprised. Um, well, we'll wait and see how how much it sells next fall. On it's going to be an interesting story to see what this game looks like and what this series looks like in another year. Right. And and I've heard a lot of people talk about how, you know, well, you know, Tomb Raider is bombing. Tomb Raider, you know, is a failure. Uh, but yeah, what, look at the long game. Well, and what we don't know is, number one, the long game. And number two, how much did Xbox pay for this? Mm-hmm. I mean, how much are they offsetting the loss in sales that they would obviously take by being a console exclusive? They know they're not going to sell as many right. because you're only on one console. Right. You know, it might be a game that doesn't sell as well as the last game, but is much more financially successful. You sound so smart when you talk. <laughs> well, you but know. then if people saw what you looked like, they'd be like, that, that's not him. False. <laughs> Winky. <laughs> story so, number three. Story number three. Hit it. You've got written right here. It says Sony hits a grand slam at E3. Mm, man, did they. They really did. This was... They blew it up. They dropped the mic. Boom, shakalaka. This was... A lot I, A lot of people dogged it because it was like style over substance. A lot of the games were like, hey, here's a trailer for something that will come out. But that's a lot of, <laughs> that's a lot of style, though. Yeah, that's yeah. A lot well, of that's style. just it. Okay, so they gave you Shenmue 3. Yep. A game that gamers have been crying for for a, like what a decade like really actually crying yep. for yeah. uh last guardian came out of hibernation yep and the granddaddy yep final fantasy 7 i re- final fantasy 7 remake we've we've told this story before but before the conference i think i said to you one of those games is going to be announced yep. one of these three things will be at the conference yep and they did all of them and it was just like okay you won yeah, that's know, not a term that we like to use in regards to like right. E three. If and there is a winner though of E three, that was it. They won it right there. Yeah, they they really just. And speaking of Final Fantasy seven, mm-hmm. since we did our last show, the announcement came out that this game is going to be episodic. Question mark. <laughs> I love Japanese press releases because, because they don't really tell you what the hell they're talking about. No, they're so <laughs> ambiguous. Yeah. It's going to be multi part parts. Uh whether or not multiple that releases multiple which releases. from what I understand are all the size of an actual full length game. So I'm wondering if this is going to be more like Final Fantasy 13, 13 2, 13 3 where you will get a disc release maybe a year apart, maybe two years apart. Um, I just, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. They have not been very clear on what that means. And of course, instantly the internet crapped its pants. Oh my God. Because everybody wants. OMFG! Everybody wants this game to be 100% what they want. Right. And there's no room for any sort of interpretation or deviation from the original game. You better have exactly what I remember. No, nobody wants a carbon copy of Final Fantasy. That's available right now on the PlayStation Store if you want that. So, I mean, I guess I'm leaving the door open to how I feel about it because Mm -hmm. I don't even know what it means. Right. But like I said a couple months ago, do what you want to do with it. I'm fine. Um, you're making it, so make make it the way you want to make it. Exactly. N- you're not going to please everybody. It's going to be a compl- it's going to be a very different experience 
with a lot of what you love and a lot of new stuff. I mean, they've already said we're not putting everything into it. Right. Some things just need to be cut. But the things that they've guaranteed are going to be into it or are going to be in the game make me confident that it's enough of what we it's remember. keeping the you know the charm and and the things that you really enjoyed when yeah i mean when they say they've got cloud will cross dress to save eris <laughs> okay so the details in the quests sound like they're going to be you know the same right whether or not you know this game looks different and plays different will there be snowboarding well, that was Golden Saucer, so I would imagine they're not going to F with Golden Saucer. Yeah, probably not. So, I'm so excited. I am too. Um, and this episodic thing almost makes me a little bit more excited because that potentially means this first chunk is going to come out sooner than we would think. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you were waiting for the whole shebang as a one-disc release... You'd be waiting about, what, four years, probably? You'd be waiting for the PlayStation 5. <laughs> I mean, it would be a long time. So hopefully um, this means, you know, maybe 2017 we'll see, you know, the first chapter or whatever. And the fact out. that this this PlayStation Experience trailer that they just had had English voice acting. Right, yeah. That was like, wait, what? <laughs> huh? Because this is, I mean, from what I remember them saying, this is a recently begun development so it hasn't been cooking that long i'm excited yeah i'm happy do what you want square great but we're not talking about square we're talking about playstation e3 for them yeah they had a big one yeah they Um, had a big one yes winky (laughs) (laughs) number two uh nintendo president iwata passed away bummer uh july 11th nintendo president satoru iwata passed away at the age of 55 years old. This was a shock to the system. Very sad. Um, he took over as president in 2002. Um, most fans knew him from the both the Nintendo Directs videos and his, uh, what are they called, Iwata Asks yep. videos. He was a very popular figure, uh, very loved by the people. Um yeah, just like super shocking and super sad. Mm-hmm. They did a great tribute uh, at the Game Awards. Yeah, that yeah. was really nice. That was really well so, done. Yeah, I mean that's that's like a monumental. You know, that's one of those things that makes you realize that being a gamer is about being a part of something. Right. It's not about just playing. It's not about just doing something for a hobby. Yeah, I mean, this was somebody that most all of these people had never met before, right. or had no real connection. Uh, aside from that, this guy worked his ass off for years to make us happy. Yeah, so. to give you awesome games. Um, so that was definitely one of the huge stories of the year. Mm-hmm. Not the biggest story of the year. Not the biggest story of the year. I'm gonna let you. Um, You're gonna let me do this one. I'm gonna let you tackle number one. You've got this timeline typed out, so I hope I can do it justice. <laughs> no surprise. The biggest strangest most shocking and effed up story of 2015 was kojima versus konami oh dear the saga which really just wrapped up a couple weeks ago i say this will thankfully be probably the last time we talk about it yep (laughs) (laughs) okay march of this year rumors began circulating that kojima has left konami 
Yeah. The first the first pin to drop and exactly. everybody's like, what? Murmurs. Huh? Whispers. What? Uh, no one would talk. No one would confirm anything. Kojima is Konami. What are you talking <laughs> about? They're infused. They're the same thing. Mm-hmm. April. Konami cancels Silent Hills. Ouch. Uh-oh. That still smarts. And removes PT from the PlayStation Store. <sighs> yeah. You that. know what? You know what? I, I, I Quick sidebar. What still bugs the crap out of me. So when all this went down, I I didn't own a PlayStation 4. So I went on to PlayStation.com and quote unquote purchased PT. Mm-hmm. Um, not realizing that I would not be able to then download it once I had my PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So now every time I play PlayStation and I look in my library, there's a little square there for PT. It's on your... It's It shows up there, but it will not let me delete that. And it also will not let me download PT. Is there like a big middle finger icon? It's just a constant reminder that I cannot play that game. Oh. And it drives me nuts. That's sad. Because really, PT is better than a lot of games <laughs> in their entirety. You've got it so I can still play it. At, anytime. Like, yeah. Anytime, brother. <laughs> um, May. Konami announces they are working, that they are working towards a mobile first future well that'll be that'll work out guys good yeah that was that was a sign that um was this the same time they announced the silent hill pachinko machine i think it was okay and you could kind of tell that they were moving in a different direction that direction being backwards (laughs) july konami removes kojima's name from all promotional material for metal gear solid 5 including the box art when you fired up metal gear for the first time did he smile a little bit when it said kojima productions and it had hideo kojima game and all that stuff i also love that after every mission they have kind of like an end credits sequence I was going to mention this. And it always says, directed by Hideo Kojima. Directed by Hideo <laughs> It's like constantly reminding me of that. I'm fine with that, I guess. Uh-huh. What I found really weird was when they like they credit the characters that are in that chapter. Uh-huh. They credited Revolver Ocelot's sunglasses when you first get to <laughs> Afghanistan. Did you notice that? I missed that. <laughs> His brand of sunglasses had a little uh, title show up next to him uh, when you guys ride in on your horses. Man, Metal Gear has such its own kind of quirkiness. It's so weird. September, Metal Gear Solid V is released to wide critical acclaim. Damn right, because it's a good game. Yes. As we've established. A very good game. Finally, in December, Kojima is prevented from attending the Game Awards by Konami's lawyers. We kind of talked about that last month. Yeah. And Kojima officially leaves Konami. Just this last week. And he announces his independent studio's which has a completely strange and different name of Kojima Productions. Very odd. Yeah, I don't yeah. know where he got that idea. I don't know. It's, it's got a really cool logo. It does. It's weird. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's over. He's it's still over. not allowed to talk about it. I read a story, an interview with him, and he's he's still forbidden yeah. some sort of legality that They'll sue the crap out of yeah, him. Yeah, he cannot talk about what happened, it, which kind of pisses me off because I want to know. All right. I really want to know what happened. I think somebody someday. On their we'll, deathbed. We'll write a book. We'll be like 55 years old and we'll be like, oh, that's what happened. Someone, th- this is a good story to tell mm-hmm. one day. It should be a movie. Yeah. So yeah, that was the biggest story of 2015. It really was. It just wouldn't end. It's It started at the beginning of 2015 yeah. and it went all the way to the last, the last week. Yeah. So there you go. Those are your top stories in gaming for the year 
of our Lord 2015. <laughs> Doesn't get any better than that. Should we take a break? We better and, take a break. Uh, we're going to come back and we are going to do our picks for Game of the Year. Word up. Don't miss it. Do you enjoy Mega Dads Live? Do you want more content from the guys? Visit the Mega Dads on Patreon and see how you can help us create more content. For as little as $1 a month, you can pledge your support and help us create more cool things like video blogs, Mega Dads adventure comics, and monthly prize giveaways. Just visit patreon.com and search Mega Dads for more information. Welcome back, everybody, to our jumbo-sized episode of Mega Dads Live. We're kicking off 2016, bro. That's right, in style. We're doing it right. Doing it right. Doing it. Everybody will be doing it right. Uh, uh. Everybody in the morning will be doing it right. Before we get to our Game of the Year picks, uh, I wanted to read an email that we received, which... You know, we don't get tons of emails and stuff like that. I do like personally, that. but right. they're just none of your damn they're business. They're bill collectors and penis yeah. enlargement, you know, advertisements. But this one was very nice. It's from Mark in Owatonna, Minnesota. Mark Peterson. This, this, You know what this did? What's that? It warmed my heart. The cockles of your heart? I didn't even know I had a heart until it started getting warm. And I was like, what is that? I'm, I'm going to die. What's going on? Yeah. Oh, that's called emotion. That's called That's <laughs> called love. So Mark wrote, he said, uh, Hey, John and Adam, I started listening to your podcast a few months after I found out my wife was pregnant. The first episode I listened to opened up with the oft-wondered question, Can two assholes touch? <laughs> That's right. That's our show. <laughs> That's what we do. That's how we hooked them. <laughs> and I was immediately hooked. <laughs> well, as of yesterday, December 18th, I can now listen to your podcast without feeling like a big old phony. My first child, a little girl, was born at 2.44 p.m. I had gone to the Thursday night showing of The Force Awakens and had 15 minutes left when my wife called me saying it was time to go. Oh, my goodness. Ouch. He says, missing the end was definitely worth it, though. Anyways, just wanted to let you guys know I've been listening through the pregnancy and will continue to do so through fatherhood. That's awesome. That is an awesome email. Congratulations. Congratulations. Not on the baby, but for enjoying our show. For uh, Yeah, you, I'm having good taste in yeah, podcasts. Yeah. Way to go, man. <laughs> um, Sorry to hear about the kid. <laughs> it's just gonna it's all downhill from Ho- here hopefully you got a chance to go see the rest of that movie um it'd be great if you went and saw just the last 15 minutes of it <laughs> you just sat there for two hours going la 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 with his fingers in his ears he just walks in just kicks the door open yeah. with 15 minutes left i'm back <laughs> so um yeah please anyone we love stories like that it's so awesome to hear from people who are fans and who enjoy what we do so if you have uh, a story you'd like to share Email us. Where, Megadad, where can they do that? Megadadsblog at gmail.com. So, yeah. That's there my we email go. noise, apparently. It's, that works. Sure. Um, game of the year. Our favorite games. Before we... These are a few of my favorite things. Thank you, Neil Diamond. Um, Hello, Minneapolis St. Paul. <laughs> Before we do games. Before we do games. We thought, you thought... This was my idea. This was your idea. That we would just go over a couple of other things that we loved 
in 2015. They can tell it's my idea because it's stupid. <laughs> We're not video games. Do you want to start that? Should we Should we do like our whole a, a list of three things? Yeah. Should we? Should I just do my whole list? Just, or do, do, me, do, do me number three, and then you number three, then me number two, then you number two, then me number one, then you number one? We're going to do that for games. So I say you just blow your load all at once right now. Speaking of, you better get Blair Underwood queued up there because we got to do him too. Oh, okay. All right. My three favorite non-video game related things of 2015. Number yeah. three, free albums from two of my absolute favorite bands. 2015, I got a free download album from both Wilco and Foo Fighters. Hot dog. That is awesome. Foo Fighters was a limited re- uh, limited release. It was like five songs, but mm-hmm. there were five awesome songs. Those were Foo Fighters. Songs. Uh, not Foo Fighters. Wilco was a full album. Just for free. Just for free. Just Be- for free. Just because they love me. Wow. Best part about the Wilco album? Uh huh. It's called Star Wars. <laughs> and the cover is a picture of a white fluffy cat. Okay. Yep. Number two of my three favorite things of 2015 that are not video games Jurassic World. Mm. I loved Jurassic World. That was a quality. I loved it a long time. <laughs> um. Not just because of Chris Pratt. Like, this was a great, great movie. That was a fun summertime. Exactly. Popcorn it was flick. A, it was like a bubblegum, like, action. Turn your brain off and watch some really cool stuff happen for two hours. Yeah. They rebooted this one really good. To the point where I almost don't want another one. Because they just nailed it so well. Right. And it stands on its own so well. I know yeah. they're already, they already have a release date for the next one. Of course they do. I'm hoping it holds up. But, right. man, this one was good. After Jurassic Park 3, we deserved this, you know? Right. Uh, number one is kind of a tie because it relates to two shows that I watched on my television mm-hmm. that were similar in the fact that they're both superheroes but were totally different in tone. I'm sure. talking about The Flash and Daredevil. Yeah. The Flash and Daredevil in 2015 proved that you can watch superheroes on television that are better than the superheroes you can see at the movies. Yep. With the rare exception of a couple really good superhero movies, Flash and Daredevil are, in my mind, like right at the top of superhero entertainment right now. Absolutely. Daredevil was better than Avengers. It was better than uh, Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so good, and it's so small-scaled. You know, it's like right. it, you don't need superpowers and huge special effects. Just a really good story, really good acting, really good directing. And the Flash is just a nice. Uh, how do I want? It? I liken it to like when we used to watch Xena and Hercules or Buffy it's, the Vampire. Slayer. Exactly, it's just so light. I mean, it's, right. it's got some. It's goofy and it's, it's dopey at times, and it's got some good drama. It's not super right. It's not like really deep or anything, but it's just it's just such a good kickback and have a pop and watch an hour of awesome action. It's, it's comedy. so the opposite of what DC does with their movies. Exactly, which yeah. is why I love it. They're not taking themselves that serious. It's which just, is, it's, let's have fun, man. Let's the, just have some fun. The Flash TV show is exactly what I wanted from Man of Steel movie. Right. I hated Man of Steel mm-hmm. because Superman wasn't hopeful. He wasn't a hero. He didn't lift anybody up. It was just so dark and and held down by all this drama and gloomy directing and 
it just didn't feel like you know what you remember Superman yeah and from the 80s where he was a hero right and people could look up to him flashes flashes that yeah on TV so I love the flash awesome so that's my number one cool cool picks um my three picks uh my first one is a movie that I saw this year and I was gonna pick you know there were a lot of great big awesome sci-fi fantasy movies this year it's Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 isn't it <laughs> no I mean there was Star Wars there was Jurassic World there was uh, Mad Max lots of great sci-fi fantasy but one that maybe not everybody saw was Ex Machina ooh and that was a great great science fiction movie I did not see it it was really wonderfully shot, well acted with uh, two people from Star Wars, Force Awakens. Two oh, really? Yeah. Oscar Isaac. And Is that Poe? That's Poe. And then the guy that played, um, oh, geez, what's his name? Who is the evil general guy in Star Wars? Oh, that the guy who had the red hair and he talked like this yeah, when he was yelling at yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. Him. How am I supposed to know what his name is? <laughs> he was a Weasley, I think, in the Harry Potter movies, too. He had a really stupid hat. Yeah. but um, I remember thinking that when I was watching Star Wars. Like, that this was, hat sucks. That was such a creepy, terrifying, almost felt like a horror movie at times. Um, unnerving. I'm, I'm kind of scared just it's listening so, to you. I mean, it, it's just a really, really good story. Hmm. And just edgier seat kind of kind of business cool check it out check it out um putting it on my list on your to-do list my number two uh was also daredevil along with jessica jones the I, ne- I have not watched jessica jones i just finished jessica jones um, Ooh, said, <laughs> hey really i would say you know as good probably for me as daredevil really yeah um, really what? Jessica Jones has probably the best villain that Marvel has had in any of its shows or movies. Really? Yes. Here's my thing that stopped me from watching it so far. Uh-huh. I don't know who that is. Either did I. Okay. I had no clue. So I won't have any issue. I knew there was a comic okay. uh, that she was in, but I knew nothing about it. Gotcha. But um, it's also, it's in like the same neighborhood as Daredevil. Hell's Kitchen? Hell's Kitchen. Um, So it feels very much the same way. Very gritty, very dark, very... um, Any cameos? There was one brief cameo. Okay. Not not a big connection at all to Daredevil, but there was a cameo. Okay. Um, But, I mean, she's a really cool, interesting character. And like I said, the villain in this and her relationship with this villain is one of the most awesome and just unsettling uh, characters that Marvel has cool. done. He's Sounds just good. Yeah, yeah. So you should definitely check it out. I'm putting that on my list too. That's on the list. Number one, though, my other thing that uh, favorite thing, 2015, non-gaming related. Yep. The Leftovers. On HBO. Oh, I thought you meant like, like, like food, from Thanksgiving, like some mashed potatoes, <laughs> the ham from Christmas. <laughs> no, the leftovers. 
is, I think, for sure, for me, the best show on TV and maybe one of my favorite shows since Lost ended. Oh. Yeah. It's it's so... I, this is a mixed bag because I hear a lot of people say they hate it. Yeah. Much it, like Lost, I guess. An, it's an easy show to hate. It would be an easy... <laughs> I mean, almost every episode ends with you just being depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's this so... a ringing endorsement. I can see why you love it so much. <laughs> and, you know, it's the story is basically about 2% of the population of the world vanishes. Just 2 Two percent. Okay. Not a huge percent, but I mean that's a lot of people still. Yeah. And the show essentially is about how the people that remain deal with with that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's a show essentially about grief and how these people deal with the guilt of being left behind when in some cases their entire family has disappeared and is it like is it like lost where you're trying to figure it out as you go or is it is it just like that's just what happened that's just what happened and that's part of also you know these people dealing with because the show takes place several years after it happens and how they deal with the fact that they will probably never know what happened you know how would you deal with if your wife and your children disappeared and you will never know what happened. I got to go hug my kid. I'll be right back. (laughs) It's so, I mean, it's so dark and it's so dour and depressing, but it's also just the most riveting and best acted show I've seen in years. And it's, you just immediately go from watching this to diving into Yoshi's woolly world. <laughs> it's so, just a it's palate so, cleanser. It's so, yeah. I mean, it, you really need it. Cause you know, watching that, if you know, usually we would watch it at the end of the night after the kids had gone to bed and you know, 10, 11 o'clock and you're going straight to bed after that. It's just like, Oh my God, I just, I need a hug. That reminds me of when we binged the last season of the walking dead. And yeah. what happens, I'm not going to spoil anything, but what happens in that season? Right. There are like two or three episodes back to back where major characters die right. in just heartbreaking, awful ways. And like you said, you're just like, oh, I, I can't go to sleep right now. Right. And it's, you know how, you know how Lost, the entire series, you thought what you wanted most was to f- solve this mystery. Right. And at the very, very end, you realized... That's m- not what you wanted? <laughs> the mystery isn't what you wanted. Right. It's these characters that you care about. Yep. This is kind of that opposite, where there's that whole giant mystery, but you know right off the bat, that's not why you're here. Right. It, hmm. It's it's the reason that this is all happening, but that's that's not what it's about. It's about the people. And this is Damon Lindelof, right? It is. They just finished season two, and season three will be the last. And They're doing that thing. Yep. That three, cable shows like to do. Three and hey, out. Do you really love this? We're taking it away. <laughs> We're taking it away before you're ready. Thanks, newsroom. So, yep, that, that was my. That other. brings us to games. Games. I had a hard time with this. I struggled greatly with my number three. I struggled greatly with my number two. (laughs) (laughs) 
You know, you could take something for that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a poop joke. <laughs> so we will alternate. Um, who wants to go first? You better go first because I went first last time. Did you? Well, okay. the thing that we just did. Oh, I thought you meant last year. I don't remember. Was I here for that? <laughs> I think you were. Okay. So my number three game of 2015. Drum roll, please. Those weren't drums. Those were my legs. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Mm, game I never played. Game you never played. Um, the Witcher 3 had one of the most richly detailed and interesting game worlds that I've ever played. Every nook and cranny was filled with incredible detail and interesting characters even the side characters who would give you quests, you know, were just incredibly deep and interesting and layered. Um, it's a huge, huge world. Uh, I would even argue maybe too huge yeah. for my tastes. I didn't get around to doing probably half of the things that are in this world. Um, I will say as as open world games become more prominent in the industry and they're everywhere mm-hmm. they literally are like everywhere right um they're getting they're doing such a great job of filling the space yeah where it's not just you're walking for 10 minutes to something and there's nothing to do or right. look at like no i mean this game definitely is like you can't go two minutes without there's a side quest i could do over there mm-hmm. or here's a guy i could play cards with here it's completely full yeah of 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 things to do um, the story was really good. Um, I loved that it wasn't just a typical fantasy, you know, save the world type of story. You know, the story was essentially, I want to save this one person. I'm out to save her because she means a lot to me and mm-hmm. she's in trouble. So I'm going to rally these people behind me because I need to save her. The world isn't necessarily in danger, um, so it's That's a very it's a very personal kind of story. Hmm. Um, graphics were amazing, music was great, um, just top notch. Good game, one of the best role playing games I've played in quite a long time. In a dog's age, in a dog's age. My number three game, Batman: Arkham Knight. Mm. A yes. lot of the same things that you liked about. The Witcher, I think, apply here, where it's a it's a massive game that's packed with so many things to do and so many varied things to do. Mm-hmm. This wasn't like Arkham City. I liked Arkham City well enough, right? But I felt like I was kind of like dragging my heels at a lot of it. I mean, you, you got kind of sick of doing the same stuff a lot in Arkham yeah. City. Uh, Arkham Knight has such a great story through, and it really does, and it ties it all together with. Lots of different things to do. Lots of different characters to not only interact with, but play as in some portions. Yep. I think the Batmobile was an awesome addition. I know a lot of people did not like the Batmobile. I grew to very much like it. I loved it. I thought Batmobile was great. Um, but I think I think the thing that stands out the most for Arkham Knight is is just the the unexpected ways that story turned. They did some things with these characters that I did not see coming. Yeah. Some very well-established characters for, you know, most of 
my life that I've known did right. some very different things. Uh, it's it, you can tell that DC uh, really let Rocksteady put the put the pedal down right. with this with this final chapter. I'm not even done with it yet, but the first half that I have played really just I love it. I absolutely love this game. Yeah, uh, they did something too, which I thought was really good. You're talking about all the different quests you can go on. Uh, I loved the wheel in the pause menu where you could you could see all of the side quests and you could see how far along you were. And it was very easy to switch gears and go focus on this thing for a little while or that. The interface was much better yeah. and just more tight right. so that you never really felt overwhelmed. Right, exactly. You keep your thumb on everything that you're doing. There was so much there, but it never felt like, like in Witcher how it was kind of overwhelming because there was so much to do. Very good game. Very good game. Top and, notch. And Mark Hamill. You can't, you can't argue with that. He did he, a great job again. He just nails that character. All right. That brings us to our number two picks. Number two. Uh, my number two pick, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Rise of the Tomb Raider? Yes. We just talked about this game. We did just talk about that game. So good. It's another good. game that I haven't played. <laughs> so good. Um... This game was a great combination of feeling like that classic Tomb Raider feel that I miss, that you miss, but also the the modern innovations that they brought in with the reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, Would you classify this as an open world game? It's open world esque. See, the open world is like all over the place. There are there are very large hub areas so kind of like dragon age yeah, yeah yeah more like that um and they are all connected i mean you can walk from one all the way through to the other mm-hmm. but they're just kind of bottlenecked with these small areas in uh, between. they're like deserts and and wilderness and well mountain tops of snow and, yes but you can go from one end to the other most of the game, 95% of the game, is essentially in one location. Oh. Um, it's just varied terrain. There, there, are, there are varied areas okay. um, in this in this mountainous region. I want to play this game so bad. Um, but, I mean, each large hub area is just chock full of caves and crypts and tombs to explore. Um, they did a great job this time with the optional tombs and rate the ending because I've heard totally different things about this ending. I've heard it's really great and I've heard it sucks balls. I would say, I would say it's definitely very, 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 very good. Okay, because yeah. I remember last month I told you I heard this game has such a great ending. Yeah, and then I heard like a couple of weeks later on a podcast this ending is dog crap. No. No. It's good. Okay. I loved I loved the ending of this game. Okay. Um good. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. Um stick the landing. Stick the That's landing. That's what I say. When really, a game can stick the landing, you know they done right. Yeah. I I could have done with even more tombs, mm-hmm. but there were a lot of them in there and they were full of cool puzzles and items to explore and discover. The combat was fun. Exploring was fun with your, you know, all your little gadgets to get around. Just no side flipping. That's the only thing no holding it back. Flipping. That's why it's not number one. Yeah, I, I thought it was a great story. Um, not you know not super original, right? But but what they did, they did very well. 
Gotcha. And well acted. So Rise of the Tomb Raider is my number two. My number two is going to surprise you. Mm, Maybe I'm... not because of what it is, but because it was almost my number one. Oh. Like This was very close to being my number one, and it's going to shock you. Are you ready? Are you I'm, sitting down? I'm, I'm sitting. Is everybody at I've home sitting, sitting down? I've been sitting for... The... This whole time. My number two is Splatoon. Wow, I am surprised. I loved Splatoon. And I can go back and play Splatoon. And that was the thing that was like, I was kind of back and forth between this and what my number one was. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, which one of these am I going to go back to and have just as much fun with? Yeah. This is the one. I can go back and play this for, for years. I mean, this is like Mario Kart to me, where yeah. I can see in like five years firing up my old Wii U just to play Splatoon. Um, Nintendo launched a brand new IP that has awesome control. Yep. Awesome art design. Great music. Great music. And it's it's built for me, you know, quick in, quick out. Yep. Five, ten minutes here or there. Or you can play this game for like an hour and not get bored, right. which is one of the things I was worried about with this. It's like, okay, well, how old is it going to get? how fast just painting the environment they've done a great job though of constantly giving you new content free content levels and weapons they beefed this game up so much over the year Mm -hmm. and i just love it i mean splatoon is great yeah so i mean if you would have thought you know nintendo's releasing an online multiplayer shooter okay and it's just it's just paint (laughs) <laughs> right. I mean, at first glance, you would not think that it would be as great as it was. But it, it really, I think Nintendo just, I, I thought Mario Maker was going to be their home run this year. Mm-hmm. Splatoon kicked Mario Maker's ass. Yeah. I liked Mario Maker. I, yeah. But Splatoon had legs, you know? Right. Splatoon lasted. Mario Maker was, that's what I was struggling with was Witcher or Mario Maker for my number three spot. Yeah. I was very yeah back and forth on that. Well, I picked I pick Splatoon as my best Nintendo game this year. That is a great pick. Yep. That is a good, good pick. I think we have the same number one again. Gosh, do we again? I think we do. <laughs> we did last year. We did last year. Last year, we unanimous, unanimously chose uh, Mario Kart 8 yep. um, as our pick. Did you? My number one might not be. I don't know. You might surprise me. Is it Thumb Wars? <laughs> no, it's oh. not. What is it? Life is Strange. Life is Strange. That's mine as well. Oh, Jesus Christ. Man, we love the same stuff. We love we love similar things. We do. Um, yeah. As soon as I finished Life is Strange, I knew that nothing would top it for me for yeah. the year. Um, even though I played a lot of different stuff. There were a lot of games in contention. Um, but man, this game... This is one of those games, and this is what pushed it for me. Mm-hmm. This is one of those games that I'm not ever going to play again. Right. But I'll remember it. Yeah. Much like Walking Dead Season 1. Or maybe even like, although I played it again, like The Last of Us. This is one of those games that bores its way into your memory. You'll be talking about this for years to come. Yeah. You'll just always go back to how you felt playing this game. Yep. It's not a perfect game by any stretch, um, but perfection isn't what we're looking for. You know, we're looking for a game that just had the most effect on us. And and like we said, I, I cried like a little girl. Yeah, I've I I would be hard outside of, outside of maybe Silent Hill Two. I've never had kind of such an emotional uh, effect 
from playing the game. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters are just great and memorable, and they feel like real people. I remember after, like immediately after I beat the game and watched the credits roll and dried my tears, and <laughs> I called you up and I said they stuck the landing. Yeah, I was so worried, especially the way the final chapter begins. It, it plays first, out in a very odd way. The last chapter is like way out there. Yeah. And like even halfway through this chapter, I'm like, oh, they're going to screw up the ending. They're mm-hmm. totally going to screw up the ending. But then the second half happens. Yep. And it punches you in the gut. Yeah. And you just, in, in a good way. Right. Like this game like grabs a hold of you and you just, you just, it's it's an experience. It's one of these games that's an experience. There's nothing like this game. And, and even throughout the rest of the series, other episodes, they did things that I've never... Subject matter that I've never really seen tackled in a game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, <laughs> I want to talk about it, but you can't really talk about it without right. spoiling things. But, right. I mean, the, the thing that happened at the end of episode two... Um, when I killed that plant because I watered it too much. <laughs> I mean, that stuck with me. Yeah. Oh, I love that plant. I never watered another plant. <laughs> there were moments in this game that just like really, you really had to think about what you were doing and the decisions that you were making and the effects that they were having. And and what would you do in scenarios like this yourself? Yeah. And when a game really makes you think about things like that... You know, think about your real life and what you would do. Yeah, when it takes you out of your position as a player, right? It's it, you know, it's like when you see a good movie, right? You're not you're not just watching a movie like this. You're you're a part of this right. thing that's happening, and that's what this game does. It it, it removes that. You don't feel like you got a control in your hand, right? Like you are experiencing this. You are a part of this. Similar and, to the way that Last of Us ended, you yeah. know, where you were like, "Wow, what would I do?" Yep. Only in this case you had to make that choice yep. in last of us. It That's wasn't a choice. That was just the story yeah. here. It was, what am I going to do? Yeah. So there it is. Life is strange is the mega dad's official game <sighs> of the year for 2015. Unanimous again. But what's coming in 2016? Oh my gosh. So many games, all of the games. That's what we're going to tackle when we come back after this break and the last word. All right. to the final segment of Megadad's Live. This is the last word. The last word. Um, before we do the last word, I'm going to go see what the word is from Mr. Blair Underwood. Hit me. Um, he actually has a, a photo. How do you? How do we do that? Well, it's got text on it also. It's like a, what do you call that one? It's a photo. It's got text on it. It's a caption? Caption. Okay. Um, but Blair says, open your heart and eyes to people. And he's got a picture of the Dalai Lama. And a mm. quote that says, when you talk, you are only repeating what you already know. But if you listen, you may learn something new. That's poignant. That is. That's, that's good for our uh, for our year end. That is very. Like, thank, thank you, 
uh, Dolly Underwood. It's a, it's a little wisdom to, to cap off 2015. It is. And now we're going to look ahead to 2016. We're looking ahead to the future. Future is our last word. Yes. We, uh, we asked our community, our listening audience, and our, our reading audience, any other kind of audience? Mm, nope, that's it. Okay. What's your most anticipated game of 2016? We got about 100 responses, 100 votes. Looking at 2015 mm-hmm. from this point last year, yeah, we were saying, holy crap, this is going to be the biggest year for games in a long time. Well, we thought we would have Uncharted. Something's pushed out. Zelda. Yeah. So I think now as we look, break. Yeah. Now as we look towards 2016, we've got those kind of at the the front end probably mm-hmm. we don't know about zelda right um but how what about the rest of the year what does that look like how do you feel about 2016 um are you as excited as you were at this point last year maybe not quite as much but i still think if all the games i mean here, here's what i've got down for some of the games slated for 2016 they're gonna drop final fantasy 15 uncharted 4 quantum break gears of war 4 Mirror's Edge, No Man's Sky, Dark Souls 3, Mass Effect Andromeda, Last Guardian, Sea of Thieves, and Zelda Wii U. Are these, like, do these actually have tentative release dates? These are all games that they have, somebody has publicly said will be out in 2016. Wow. A couple of those I'm surprised by. I'm not convinced on... Mass Effect. That's what. That's the one I was kind of like, really? They're saying that's going to come out this year? I think they've said it, but... It I, ain't happening. I don't know that that's happening. Um, but I think most all the other ones probably hmm. are either have dates locked or, um, you know, Glass Guardian. God, that's never coming out. But <laughs> Don't say that, because now, we, <laughs> now we've got the taste, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, we asked you what your most anticipated games were. Um, we had a big, huge response. We did. You're... First, they said, screw you. And we said, no, please, really. Please. And then they, then they told us what oh. they really thought. Okay. What's the what's the readers? What, what are the listeners' uh, number three game? I wish you would have like a percentage on here. I wish you would have done some extra work. <laughs> number three. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can tell you, I do recall off the top of my head how many votes specifically each of these games got. So I can tell you that. Let me let me ask you this: Is mm-hmm. you got number one on here? That's the most. That's the most. That blows my flipping mind. I was kind of surprised by that too. I'm shocked. I was actually. You know what? One and two. I'm both shocked. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you're the you're the you're the people we ask. So, so mm-hmm. out of ninety nine votes, mm-hmm. the number three game received nine notes. Votes, not notes. Could be notes. So really, there was a huge variety of games i mean there were probably 30 different games people named for most anticipated should we stop teasing their c's and just tell them what they want to hear let's just do it number three is zelda wii u zelda wii u that doesn't surprise that makes perfect sense that's a yeah very anticipated title pretty much guaranteed to be a triple a title yeah probably the last hurrah for wii u most if likely. not an NX launch title, right? At this point, who knows? Right. Zelda Wii U makes complete sense. I feel you, bro. Yep. Um, and all three of these were very close. I'll tell you. I'll just say right off the bat, 
the number three, nine votes. Number two, 10 votes. Number one, 11 votes. Wickety, wickety, what? So yeah, that's how kind of close it was down to the wire with what would be in the top position. That's a, that, that must have been very difficult for you to keep track of all this. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of math. That's a lot of numbers. Um, number num- two. Number two. It's a tie. It's a tie. Tell the people. The Division and Horizon Zero Dawn. What? <laughs> That's, that was my response to that. What? What? Uh, yeah. Division, not a huge surprise. Division Pe- is like what Watch Dogs was to me. I got yeah. super excited when they announced it, mm-hmm. and then just too much time went by. Right. Yeah. And it's Ubisoft. There's a little uncertainty yep. now about if it can be as... As good as what they said. Yeah. Um, and then... Horizon uh, Zero Dawn. Yeah. Huh. That surprised me. Yeah. I mean, I think it looks intriguing sure. and probably good. Yeah. Um, yeah. People chose that as like the number two pick. Okay, peeps. Uh, and then number one, also a tie. Man, Mass, Mass Effect Ad- and- <clears throat> Andromeda, <laughs> not androgynous, <laughs> tied with Quantum Break. Yeah. What the hell, people? <laughs> you know, yeah. I can see Mass Effect. Right. Because people love that franchise. It's a well-established, very popular Quantum series. Break is a complete mind F for me. I'm very surprised. Yeah. Both. I can see being excited for it. I can't right. see that being... Top shelf, my most anticipated game. It makes me wonder seeing the division and Horizon and Quantum Break. If people are, you know, if they're if they're most excited by the new IPs. Yeah, yeah, you know, that yeah. You when know, you, when you look at Uncharted, when you look at Gears of War, Dark Souls, so it's many like sequels. I know what I'm getting there. Yeah, I know what that's going to be like. Huh. Um. The new stuff. The new stuff has got people excited. Hey, well, that's good. That's good. That, that shows is. that shows progression. Yeah. Um, We're evolving as as gamers. Yes, we are. What is your... Do you, do you choose a most anticipated game, or did you choose a couple? I don't think there's much of a shock for what my... Well, okay. There's two games on this list that you read that mm-hmm. you could say, oh, this is what Adam is going to pick, because A, he's been drooling over No Man's Sky forever, mm-hmm. and B... Uncharted is like his favorite game franchise. Yeah. But Uncharted takes the cake. Yeah. I, I, from what they've shown, the demos, the trailers, this looks to be the grandest Nathan Drake adventure ever mm-hmm. and the last Nathan Drake adventure ever. It looks amazing. It's got all your, it's got everything you love about the franchise. Like you said, there's not much surprise, right. but just polished to perfection. And that's, I'm not, I'm not angry that this game keeps getting delayed. Right. I want them to get it right. And Naughty Dog always does. What was the last Naughty Dog game that came out where you're like, eh, yeah, that was good? Mm, uh, Jack and Daxter 2. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, it's Uncharted is like my favorite PlayStation 3 franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had uh, last The Last of Us, which was almost gaming perfection yep so this looks to be fusing those two worlds because it's the creators of the last of us finishing the story of of nathan drake yeah i'm i'm ready i'm in this is it for me yeah the reason i got a a ps4 this is it yeah what else did you just just the one well i mean 
I picked three. That's why I'm asking. I could I could not decide on one. Well, I guess secondary to that would be No Man's Sky. Yeah. Because I've been so excited about the prospect of this game and what it could be. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still a lot of stuff in the shadows that we don't know, but just what they've been able to achieve conceptually and how this game has come to be, it just excites me as somebody who likes to create things, you know, right. as, as, as an artist. Yeah. The fact that they can just birth a, a universe right within this game that is fully i mean it's it's life they're creating life you know in this game and uh um, you're playing god it's it's it just blows my mind i still don't even understand how they do it right um and then i guess third from that would probably be zelda yeah i'm, I'm very excited for e3 because i know zelda is going to be there and it's going to be playable oh, yeah. and it's going to be good um, so I kind of went in reverse order. I went my favorite first. You do whatever the hell you want to do. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't really have an order. Um, I just have three that I picked that rose to the top. Uh, first, like I said, one that I don't think maybe is coming out next year, but I chose Mass Effect Andromeda. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a huge, huge fan of the original trilogy. You were you were a huge fan. You know why? Because I'm fat? Because you're fat. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see what direction they take this. I mean, it's going to be a completely different um, angle. Mm-hmm. You know, new. It's supposed to be all new characters, all new um, story. So I'm excited for that. Um, and the worlds that they'll be able to create. Exactly. No Man's Sky is also on my list. Oh, look at that! Look at that same Z's. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm just I'm so curious as to what they're going to do. Yeah, how this is, how it's going to all play out, how it's going to all come together. Yeah. It's so different and unique and intriguing. Um, and then Quantum Break, I have on there. Is that your number one? Ah, uh, maybe. Really? Maybe. What don't I get about this game? <laughs> I'm clearly missing something because I look at this and I'm like, yeah, that looks kind of neat. Right. But that's literally all I get from this. Yeah. Um, What am I missing? Number one, a big chunk of it is... Iceman? Alan Wake was one of my probably top... I don't know. One of my favorite games all last generation was Alan Wake. Hmm. I think that was such a well-told, interesting story. I liked Alan Wake all the way until the end. Yeah. I felt like they didn't finish it. Yeah, they didn't. I, really it was finish very it. intriguing and very they did a great job of like pulling you along the the story of the game. Kind of left kind of ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah, it just kind of ended up like what what happened. Right. Um so a lot of it is going on faith of how much I loved Alan Wake, but then I also just when I see the gameplay footage and the crazy wild things you can do. And with, Iceman. And Iceman. Uh, with the time bending um, and just being able to, you know, just the wild effects that you can do and how that's going to affect gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with this whole TV portion of it. Yeah. I don't know if that'll work or not, but um, I'm very, very intrigued by this game and very excited to see if they can pull it off. I'm kind of surprised you don't have Crackdown on your list. I, yeah, I guess I just haven't seen enough of it. Sure. To get too excited yet. Gotcha. 
Um, and I'm also, oh, that's another one I'm not sure if they're going to squeeze that into. Yeah, um, that's true. I mean, they've got a pretty full plate already for Xbox. I mean, you've got Quantum Break next year. You've got Halo Wars. You're going to have another Forza game. You've got Gears of War 4. I almost wonder if they're going to maybe hold Crackdown until 2017. But I, I love, 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 love me some Crackdown. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, there it's going to be a it's going to be a huge year. It's going to be a great, great year for gaming. Big for gaming, big for Mega Dads. Yeah, hopefully Mega Dads will continue to evolve and expand. I think this is going to be the last year. It's calling it quits. Yeah, I think it's, we're going to do like the leftovers. We're going to quit we're gonna while stop. we're on, you know, like halfway to the top. I, I wouldn't even go halfway. <laughs> How far are we've, we? We've just kind of been like hanging at like are like, we like like an eighth of the way. An eighth of the way. We're like four inches off the ground. <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah. We, well, we did our best. We tried. Yeah. We made What's-His-Name happy with his baby. Nick Edwards? No. no. The, guy oh. with the, the guy with the baby. Oh, him, yeah. I don't care about Nick Edwards. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you don't care if you let him down? No. Nah. Why, why stop now? <laughs> You've been doing it your whole life. Yep. So, thank you to everybody uh, who stuck with us through 2015. It was a good year. It was a dang good year for Mega Dads and a dang good year for gaming. Um... We've got cool stuff lined up for 2016. We just kicked off um, our new Game of the Month series. For those that regularly look at what we do, we used to do weekly releases with a featured release. We've switched that up. Uh, We now have a featured Game of the Month with a more in-depth look at that game. It's just less work that way, right? It's less work. Yeah. Less for us to do. Yep. Um, What else do we've got? Uh, we got 2D Con. 2D Con coming up. Hopefully, we'll be at Spring Con. Not sure yet. Gotta, yeah, got to wait and hear about we, that. We should have a few convention appearances mm-hmm. this year. Um, we got we got big news that we haven't quite ironed out yet. Well, that, it'll that, be coming soon. It'll be coming real soon. Very soon, like within a week. Very very soon. Yep. Um, the Gamer Spotlight series, which has been awesome. Uh, I think it's only going to get bigger and bigger and better. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, Great year. Yeah. Um, check us out at uh, megadads.org and then uh, hit us up on social media. Mm, like the kids do. Like the kids do. Twitter at Megadads blog. Shoot us some winkies. Facebook. Uh, you can find Megadads there. And, you know, send us emails like Mark. You don't have to have a baby to send us an email. You don't have to. I mean, it helps. I mean, if you want to make some babies, make some babies. But... Don't let us be the deciding factor on you know whether or not you're going to have a baby. Actually, that would be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool. Like if they're making a baby while they're listening to Megadad's Live and reading Megadad's 2D. That is some multitasking. Mm-hmm. Stick with it, buddy. <laughs> you're almost there. Winky, winky. <laughs> so that's going to do it for us for 2015. Megadad's Live. Peace. Thanks for listening to Megadads Live. We'll be back next month with more. Bye-bye.